0: Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John. And we're here. To help you focus on Christ. We well, you just had a fun discussion getting going there, didn't we? We sure did. I'm going to read you something that I wrote and texted to Jack, but he didn't know that I wrote it. And
1: uh, I'll, I'll tell you my reaction <laughs> just now after he reads you what he wrote me.
0: <laughs> All right. So here we go. Um, we're talking about the love of God. I said, does God have to make himself commit to love us? No. Commitment is a byproduct of real love driven by the deepest emotions that refuse to let go no matter what. It is reckless love that ignores all obstacles to pursue and rescue the object of that undeniable, deep-seated relentless, and never-ending affection. Jesus looked on the people and and felt. He felt compassion. Compassion drove his commitment. Joy drove his commitment. Feeling drove his follow-through. The love that's been preached as commitment has been a dry, broken love, void of emotion, and easily abandoned.
1: I love your heart. I love your heart. And and you are indeed, in my opinion, one of the most loving persons I know. Aww. You really are. Uh, that is absolutely true. Um and there's a lot in that, by the way, a lot of what you said. And uh but you used one word there that just was like uh my uh <laughs> what do you call it when you, when you just disagree with something, it becomes oh, like a, it,
0: a button? It just got you. It, it was a hot button. It was a
1: hot button. Yeah, uh, it was, It's the word reckless. Uh-huh. You know, To define God's love as reckless, I in no way, shape, or form believe that God's love is reckless. And I ask everyone to go to your dictionaries and look up the word reckless and see its definition. And uh it is it is in no way, in my opinion, uh definitive of, of God's love for us. But I love your heart in what you were saying, in the fact that God loved us so much uh that he sent his son to die on a cross for us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh so then we got into a discussion about emotion and whether emotion follows commitment or you're committed, you're Or or it it, it precedes, yeah, yeah, Yeah. uh, commitment. You feel the emotion and then you make the commitment. We're talking about God. We're talking about human beings. Is it different? Does God, so that was what we were having fun with, okay? So first of all, reckless means totally void of caution. It means, uh, I don't think it's good in any way to be reckless. You know, when my teenage son gets in the car and he's reckless, uh, there's nothing good about that. Um so uh, even the, the, the contemporary Christian song, it's hard for me to sing it because it just talks about reckless life. Now, I understand the heart behind it, concept behind it, but I would rather use a different word than reckless because it's just not what it means.
0: I want you to picture something real quick, Jack. Okay. You've got a mother and a little baby is in the uh, high chair. Okay. And the baby is at that age where they're getting a little bit more mobile and he's trying to stand up in the high chair and he's going to fall over.
1: He's being reckless.
0: Well, he's being reckless. (laughs) But that mom is trained on that child. Is she going to worry about whether she spills the milk or bumps the table or does anything else? No, she's to get going to, to that sacrificially. Child. Yes, she's throw going to be reckless. No, 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 <laughs> not reckless. She's going to knock over the milk, bump the table. Everything else doesn't matter because she's willing to sacrifice. Because she's sacrificing for that child. But it's not
1: necessarily that she's going to be reckless.
0: <laughs> no, without caution. She's not reckless in terms of her love for the child, but. In terms of everything else, those are just distractions.
1: Unless the other, there she has another child that's well, in yeah. the
0: chair behind beside her. <laughs>
1: Is she going to be reckless? And go through that child to get to that child and hurt that child.
0: Well, no, of course She can't not. be
1: reckless. No. She has to be a little bit of
0: caution. There is a little bit a of caution. But a total second, right? <laughs> you know, and, and here's the thing. This is fun because Jack and I both agree and disagree. Yeah, we do. Okay? Because we understand what God's love is like. It's just a funny thing of do you want to use that kind of word to describe it mm-hmm. or not? And I will tell you this. In my, my son's church, they've abandoned the song, record. Reckless love, just because it is a stumbling block for some of those people. Yeah. Okay, like Jack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a, maybe it's a generation. But, no. but let me tell you this: No,
0: they're all young. They don't. Well, I mean, the generation that's older. Yeah, but they don't have any young people, any old people in their church. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, they, maybe they're reckless. They need some people to come in. They, the only um, when we go
0: to visit my son's church, I think we are the oldest people there.
1: <laughs> that that's So that's it's not just a I'm generational glad that, I'm glad thing. I'm those, just
0: telling you. Oh,
1: anyway. I'm glad those young people are thinking like so, that. But let me let me say this John. I think this comes from our upbringing. Okay? Yeah. Uh, because both you and I came from a pretty formalized uh pretty pretty on point biblically uh church uh, that was so concerned that the the scriptures be honored and that your doctrine was in line, right? All those things, and what that led to was a void of emotion, absolutely, a void of feeling, especially in yeah. worship. And I've loved worship, and there were times that I would go to a, a seminar or a, a convention or something like that and hear this. Worship music that would bring tears to me, and I couldn't, I couldn't speak. I, I couldn't move on. And, and it was an emotion that I never experienced uh, in the, the, the church that I grew up in. Uh, I don't think I heard about the Holy Spirit at all. I wasn't taught about Him. I wasn't taught about His gifts or uh, His, you know, His fruit a little bit more. Uh, But the, fact that it's okay to have emotion about God and about Jesus and in your worship. Uh, In John 4, to the woman at the well, where God is seeking true worshipers who worship him in spirit and in truth. So there's a balance between the truth, the doctrine of the word of God, and the spirit that gets us in touch, I think, with the true essence of God, which we agree his uh, emotion. Does God feel emotion for you? Is his love for you totally out of commitment, or is it also out of feeling his emotion that he genuinely loves his children? And I think we talked about Jesus wept a couple Ooh. of weeks ago. That's the emotion, I think, right. in the heart of our God. Um, so no, uh, he, he did love us with a, an abandonment, it was like he abandoned uh, yeah. all concern yeah. and he, he came to this earth and he died on a cross and he became sin for us. He faced everything so that we wouldn't have to face it. And I think one of the worst things that I believe happened on the cross was that God, maybe did he turn his back when he said, Father, uh, you know, uh, why have you forsaken me? When Jesus became sin, could God not look at Jesus because he became sin? And so is he the only one in time, in history, that's ever felt alone, not having God's presence around him because of sin, because sin separates us from God? Was he willing to experience that so that we would never have to experience that? Because wow. even people that disagree with a God, uh, I believe he's still real, whether you believe in him or not. And I believe that he still loves you, even though you don't believe in him. Yeah, And gave his son to die for you, uh, so that if you would come in faith and believing in him then you might come into a relationship of knowing God and understanding God and then being able to experience not only His emotion, but being able to feel and express emotion from a deeper place because you have God's love in you. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty heavy-duty understanding of God, yeah. and it helps me to understand love because sometimes I don't want to be loving, and sometimes I have to commit myself to love. Um, but sometimes I just feel it all over the place, and
0: yeah.
1: and and I would be abandon all things in order to express love to that one that I love. So
0: I think for me, the way that I have to try to connect with the love of Christ in this is is um, because it comes natural for God. God is love. Okay, yeah, He is. Love. Um, it says that Jesus looked on the multitude and felt compassion for them. And uh, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without okay. a shepherd. That word compassion, uh, it, it comes from the same word where we get splanknik, okay. So that and that <laughs> I know medical stuff here. That's your guts, okay? Like the you so know, it's a deep know. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's, it's a sick feeling in your gut is what it meant. Uh, he, he looked on them and felt like he was going to throw up, okay? Like they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. When I was a young boy, I used to raise sheep. And one morning... I got up my usual morning. I'm getting ready. It was summertime, so it wasn't like getting ready for school or anything, but I had to go milk the goats and feed the sheep and do all this stuff. <laughs> and uh, I get up. I go around the corner. I go into the the bathroom, and I look out the window, and I instantly feel sick to my stomach because my sheep are in the yard. They're not in the fence. They are helpless like sheep without a shepherd because I'm the shepherd, okay? So I run outside to figure out what's going on. Um, And I don't remember if the fence was down or what happened, but I do remember this. One of my sheep had gotten hit by a car. And as I walk out into the yard, there's this guy walking across the yard toward me. So whirlwind of emotions. Okay, when I read that passage, I get that feeling because I was that shepherd looking on those sheep, and felt that instantaneous feeling, and I felt like I could relate to what Christ is feeling. Now I got to tell you, when it comes to this world and real people, I, I wish that I had that kind of thoughtless, you know, feeling. For people, because that's how God loves all of us. I don't feel that. I have to consciously decide and make myself feel that. I want his nature. I want to be able to look on people and feel that same kind of compassion that he does. And how do I do that? Well, I have to do that by the Beatitudes, basically. I have to feel poor in spirit. I have to recognize that I am spiritually impoverished. I am that sheep. And I need my shepherd, and we all are. And that's that's what you know. I have to work through in my mind. But I'm telling you what—that's one of the things I look forward to the most about heaven. You know, people talk about the new body, and you know, I'm not going to have all these aches and pains. It's like I, I'm looking for the new heart.
1: Amen. You know, Amen. I
0: I want to think like Jesus. I want to breathe like Jesus. I want to feel.
1: And John, like can Jesus. I can I say that um, there's a sense of that here on earth? Uh, Yes, I believe we get the ultimate new body, new heart in heaven. I love that concept. But we can have a new heart here too. It's not the perfect heart, but uh, it's a heart transplant where Christ comes in and and transplants us, puts a new heart in us. And there comes the love and the feeling of God when he does it. I I wanted to say something about when you said the sheep pen and how they got out. Uh, Jesus was a better shepherd than you. Didn't want to hurt your feelings there, but fact, <laughs> because uh, the Bible says that Jesus is the door.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, I think I'm right in this. I think I've read this, that uh, the first century shepherd uh, would put the sheep in the sheep in, and then he would lay down by the entryway. He became the door. And so the sheep couldn't get out unless they went over the shepherd and a wolf couldn't get in unless he came through the shepherd. How protected do you feel as a child of God when you understand that he's the shepherd and he's there protecting you from not only yourself wandering and going astray, Mm -hmm. being hurt, but also from your enemy, the evil one that would come in to destroy, to kill, to be the roaring lion. So um, I don't know. I think that all of that is just for our benefit and to understand the love of God, I'm not going to go to reckless, yeah. but I would go to abandonment. And I would go to a total giving of his total self so that we might have our total selves redeemed yeah. and brought back to God, reconciled.
0: I want to leave you with one verse, okay? Romans chapter 8 Well, two verses, 38 and 39. For I am convinced, this this is how much God loves you. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord.
1: And let me add, if I can, greater is he that is in me yeah. than he that is in the world. We don't have to fear the devil. We don't have to fear the evil because of the love of God and because of that promise that uh, we love him because we respond to his love. We love because he first loved us. Then you don't have to be afraid. Uh, God's got you. Yeah, He's got you in his Everlasting arms. The Bible says in the Old Testament, His everlasting arms. Don't you want to be in the everlasting arms Amen. of God? Amen. That's a great place to be.
0: Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, again, reach out to us, uh, let us know your thoughts, um, anything you want to hear from us. Um, at connect at jackandjohnpodcast.com and share us with your friends.
1: Go share some love today. Be kind.
0: Be kind. We love you.